Welcome back to Get With It Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grendler. Wolverine. And hi, everybody. What's up? Happy Friday. Oh, dude. Happy nice. Friday. Yeah, I, you know, I'm glad it's Friday. Dude, I had a busy, busy week. I, okay. All the affiliated owners out there, for those of you that have your coaches that are working classes and you guys, everyone's in a routine and everyone does their thing. You got to make sure you thank them because when someone goes out for whatever reason, Ooh. like I had one that got sick and I had one that's on vacation and all of a sudden I was stuck doing the early classes and I don't normally do the early classes. I do a lot of classes already and then you add that on top. You do of a lot of classes. I'm fucking tired right now. <laughs> I'm so but it's tired. been so fun. I get to hang out with all the people. Yes. I love that. Yes. Happy Friday. Happy midday. As Bill and I were saying, is like if you guys are on your uh, nine to five coffee break or... At the water cooler. The water cooler. Welcome union to the break. show. Take your union. Your union break. Yeah. So the Take guys that are union on union uh, break. <laughs> those of you doing government work. <laughs> Welcome to Get With The Programming. We are going to talk about the Rogue Invitational Qualifiers. We're going to talk about the C and the Q. C and the Q. The C and the Q. What those are, what their, their uh, purpose is, um, and then go through the events that they have for those. There are two Community workouts for the C qualifier, which I don't even know if it's a qualifier. I think it's just a C thing. It's a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. It's a, See, it's a community was, workout. When I first saw the Q, I'm like, okay, cool. The qualifier makes total sense. The C must be the competition. So that's mm. what the com- competitive events are going to be. I went to that and I'm like, wait, sandbags and You're like, oh, you know, wait, and you can you can do a bar on this one if you want to. Mm-hmm. Street parking. Oh, community. Oh, community. That's what it stands for. Samsonite. <laughs> Samsonite. Got it. <laughs> uh, we'll go through the C workouts. That is the community online competition that they're hosting. There are two of them. Uh, and as you said, it is uh, a collab with Street Parking, which would be uh, Miranda and Julian Alcaraz. Julian. Which uh, they, listen, uh, every time it comes up, I just want to say how proud I am of both of them and the what they have built from the ground up, from the garage out, has been nothing <laughs> short of incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And, and the community they built and, and the way they center around the mindset and emotion about training, I think, is, is needed in the space. Um, it's not outside CrossFit. It's, I mean, what they're doing is yeah, no, dude, it's been exactly done before, but what CrossFit. they, yeah, it's exactly CrossFit, but the way they approach it and their community that they have built through it. Uh, I think it's incredible, and there was a space for it, and they filled it beautifully. Yeah, I I love um, the way that it is. You know, here we are as CrossFitters now. Everyone tries to outfit the crap out of their home gym if they have a home gym. Mm. And they started with, like, you don't need a lot of equipment. You don't have a lot of time. Just go grab this thing and go do some work. And that, that niche that they really reestablished out of you know what crossfit was and it kind of grew to what crossfit is now they kind of reestablished that that uh og footprint so i think it's yeah. really cool yeah really cool so uh we'll go through those we'll go through the c first and we'll switch over to the q the q is the online qualifier for the rogue invitational i believe this will be the fifth year of the rogue invitational it'll be in austin texas it's been there uh, I guess this would be the third year in the row. The first year it was basically at Rogue headquarters in Columbus, Ohio. The second year it was online because of <laughs> it had to things. Be. And then since 2021, 22, and now 23, it has been uh, really in um, Round Rock, but just outside Austin, Texas, 
Uh, and it's been a, uh, the facility that they have. The whole setup there is absolutely incredible. So if you couldn't make the games and you want to see games athletes do games level tests, go to the Rogue Invitational. It's the last weekend in October. I don't think tickets are on sale just yet. But it is, um, <clears throat> they host it in a local uh, AAA ball club facility. It's, it's awesome. It's it just, cool. it's a great setup. The, the intim- yeah. intimacy of it, the... And and then there's also the strongman competition as well. That is super fun to watch. And I think after, and I would love how you feel about this is that since I started doing CrossFit, I can actually have a better appreciation, excitement, and understanding of things like strongman, things like Olympic lifting, things like powerlifting, which goes along with Rogue's iron game thing of really getting a better appreciation of all those different sports that include basically the barbell. Well, okay. So what do we do? We take all of the good things that are all of the good things in sport and fitness and life and whatever, and bring it into our training regime. So we, we CrossFitters are jacks of all trades. We're dabblers. So we play in all those things. So it's fun when we get, you know, we, do some gymnastic type things, but then I can watch gymnasts and I can have a, a, a completely different appreciation for that. I can watch, we do strongman stuff and then I can watch these guys do things that are just unbelievably guys and girls do unbelievably amazing things with weights that we aren't used to doing. Same thing with running, same thing with swimming. So I, we are exposed in, in, in playing all of these things. So it is very cool to be able to see, you know, our inspirations, what we we've taken these elements from these other sports and brought them in so it's fun to watch where we actually took it from olympic lifting mm-hmm. and all that i mean we we like to play in all of that realm yeah it's really cool and it's, dude, i don't know i all of that stuff is cool where the competition is i like to see the the grandiose things that get built yep like uh, a hill we're gonna put a hill yeah, out there the hill uh kenneth um no not like those things no, uh, seeing as those things, those things were poor carbon copies of CrossFit exclusively Grid League. Um, High Rocks is a completely different thing. That being said, High Rocks people should have a better understanding of CrossFit, seeing as how they, you know, started their own fitness racing um, thing. At Whoa, the same time, on. it's like I do appreciate watching what they do. Kenneth, are you just dropping? You're just put, Kenneth you, is that's just being a, that's on purpose. Kenneth is just being a, a troll. Jerk. Don't be a yeah. jerk, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, you know better than that, Kenneth. He's just fucking with. That was good. I good, know. Kenneth. Um, I just knows how to push my buttons, bastard. Yes, he does. Uh, hey, and I got a new hat. Feet. What do you think about this? Huh? It says CF right there. Oh, look at you. Got a new hat. Add a new hat to the game. Um, Is that out of the CrossFit apparel? Oh, Bill. I look at th- wow, look at this. I didn't even <laughs> know this was ready to, to pop up. But if you guys are unaware, CrossFit has launched its own or relaunched the apparel store. So you go to CrossFit.com right here. It says new and here's the store. Don't worry about signing up. I already did that. But uh, they got all these new shirts in. Skip the shirts. They need to do a better job with that. I'll just be completely honest. But man, (laughs) hats, love them. Old school, (laughs) CrossFit on them. The accessories are my favorite ones. Uh, You guys got the flags. You've got this notebook. I need to get one of these because I like to log my stuff. I can't see what you're talking about. Oh, wait. Share this tab instead. There they are. There it is. There it is. Let me start over then. Uh, Go to CrossIt.com. New store. Shop now. Get in there. Men's, women's shirts. You know. I see. Welcome to CrossFit. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, hats. I like these. This notebook. I can't wait still to get. Still can't see it. You still can't see it. Oh, I see workouts with it. There it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, it's a totally different site. Sorry. Uh, hats, water bottles, moleskin. Just a shirt that says cross on it, please. Headbands. Meh. <laughs> the shirts are. We can do better. <clears throat> Did you keep, have you kept? Do you remember the very first CrossFit shirt you got? Yes. Do you have the very first CrossFit shirt you ever got? Define CrossFit shirt, like from my affiliate? The very first CrossFit shirt, whatever. Whether it was when you got your level one, when you made your first shirt. I mean, you would have had to have gotten your mm-hmm. level one before you hopped in. Like, okay. Do you remember your very first shirt? So the shirt I always wanted when I started at my CrossFit affiliate, the first one I ever did, which was called CrossFit Dallas Central, um, rest in peace to the name, <laughs> is, was this blue shirt. And it had CrossFit. It was blue and white. And it just said CrossFit, I think Dallas Central below. And then had this like evolution of like characters. Like someone was doing a deadlift and then a kettlebell swing and then a tire flip and then a front squat or whatever. Yeah. And I was just obsessed with it. And they had run out and I could never get one. I vividly remember not being able to get that. Um, I think my first one was, it was like a red shirt and it said, we make ninjas on it. Mm. (laughs) Red and white. I don't have that anymore. Um, But I do have a shirt story for you that will haunt me for the rest of my life. If you would like to hear that. Bring it on. All right. Take my level one. This is in... 2009, the CrossFit Games has come and gone, and going into 2009, unbeknownst to us, is that they were moving from Aromas to Carson. Well, I believe, well, they had made a bunch of Aromas shirts for the 2010 CrossFit Games, and they were basically handing them out at this post-seminar as just keepers they're like hey it's not going to be there or whatever and i am not a date on shirt guy i think i've said that before yeah so if there's like hey if if i have a crossfit game shirt and it says 2022 crossfit games i usually get rid of that shirt so i have always been this person so i tossed the crossfit games 2010 (laughs) aromas california shirt that would now be the world's greatest collector's item because it never happened there. Yeah. And would never be made again. And you want that, to bootleg it? That you is bootleg it? No. That is, that has haunted me to this day that I tossed that shirt. What was your first CrossFit shirt? My very first one was uh, my level one t-shirt. And it was mm. the one that they sent out. It was that weird kind of milky white creamy white kind of colored shirt mm. that had the um, all it said was crossfit forging elite, uh, elite fitness oh but yeah it yeah. didn't even it didn't even have the font that they use oh the really? current one it's the one it was the one before that and i actually remember hearing Sevon say something about um or maybe it was no actually i think uh, glassman was on the show with them and they were talking about how they purchased that font the CrossFit oh. font. 
Like they actually, someone made it or whatever and they bought it or they, they own that, whatever it is now. Um, and I have it down in, uh, downstairs in stores because one of the ones I want to do is all of the shirts that either I've gotten, mm-hmm. that the gym has made, um, that, you know, we've had at different competitions or whatever and be able to like put all of those up in a way that it doesn't look like you're just sticking t-shirts up on the wall. I gotta uh, do we used to do, do that it. at the gym is we'd get drop-ins and we just pin the shirts into the wall. Right. And it was like we, our wallpaper. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, I just I want to find another way to do it. And that shirt I always look at and I crack up because it's like, it's really a hunk of shit shirt, honestly. You know, the one that I wanted that I never got was my Pukey the Clown for getting into the um, into the trophy awards that yep. I never got still. Yeah. And that one haunts me. Yeah. Because that was the original Pukey Clown throwing up in the bucket, mm-hmm. the ugly looking clown. Mm-hmm. But that's one that I never got. Interesting. But yeah. That's some heartbreaking shirt stories. I know. Come on, CrossFit. Help me out. Yeah. I've had some conversations with people that are running that. And I was like, hey, you know, all you have to do is put CrossFit on about 30 different types of apparel and you will sell thousands of items. Right. You don't need Fran. Call Fran. Twenty one fifteen nine. And that, you know, we don't need those. We don't need those. All we need is simple. Simple is best. CF on a hat. It's CrossFit on a hat. It's the brand. It's the brand. Like Reebok. Everyone bought Reebok just to wear a Reebok shirt. Noble. Why would you buy a Noble shirt? Because it says Noble on it. Yeah. That's the only reason why people buy them. Yeah. And I, I, this is a Noble shirt. And I like it because it doesn't say Noble on it. There you go. Yeah. It's like hats, headbands, T-shirts, three-quarter length baseball tees, crops, tank tops, joggers, sweatpants, shorts, headbands, sweatbands. What else? Bandanas, flags, stickers, CrossFit. CrossFit. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) You don't need to spend money on graphic artists. You don't need to spend money on these like digital prints. It's like CrossFit. CrossFit. And just put it on everything and you, it'll be fine. Yep. We don't need anything beyond that. So, but if you guys want to get some new stuff, go to the CrossFit store, check it out. Let us know what you think. All right, let's get into what we are here to talk about. That is the two qualifiers. One being a community workout worldwide. The other being a qualifier for the Rogue Invitational. We'll start with the C. And they have it, C is an online community event programmed with street parking for all skill levels. This C is open for anyone. $25 gets you entry plus an official Rogue C t-shirt. Once you've completed the community events, oh, the community event workouts, God, that was confusing, submit your scores using the Beyond the Whiteboard app, and they have like a leaderboard. 10% of all registration fees goes to the 2023 community event which goes towards the Rogue Invitational prize purse, which is a big thing here too, is that Rogue puts so much into their prize purse for these individual athletes. It's insane. Yeah, it is. And it constantly goes up. Yeah. Constantly goes up. So the C is just basically a two-event online community events partnered with Street Parking, and they have a worldwide leaderboard. This is workout one. It says 10 down to one. 
sandbag power clean, sandbag thruster, burpee over the sandbag. Your goal time is around 8 to 12 minutes. They have suggested weights, 60 to 80 pounds, 40 to 60. If you want to use a barbell, 95 to 115, 65 to 75, dumbbell version. And you just go from there. And what this is is just a bar complex or a, or a uh, weightlifting complex. Yep. Power clean, thruster, burpees over the object. 10 down to 1. Pretty much uh, hit every single movement pattern you could possibly get through. Pull from the floor <laughs> above the shoulder, <clears throat> squat and press overhead, burpee, ground to you know, full body. Pressing, hinging, jumping. Yeah. Check, uh, check, check, check. I think this is really cool. Like, this is an event that everyone can do. And, I don't, and it's like, it's not, it's not intimidating. Right. Because you know that like, once you get past eight, it's like, okay, it's all downhill from now. I'm good. I can do, you know, that many burpees or whatever they're worried about, the thrusters or whatever it is, even with, with the barbells that they're using, uh, the weight that they use. So I, this is, to me, extremely inviting for people to do. Wait a second. Colton, is this really you? Are you really here? No way. Seriously? I don't know. But uh, uh, Kenneth's talking about it. It's like the... Yeah, cards? You know what haunts me is not getting a Colton Merton's Wad Zombie card. Yeah, and then he just, I don't know, is that you? Because I know I'll see you later tonight. Not in person. That sounded weird. Anyways, c- continue, uh, continue. But anyway, this is, a, it's super inviting, you know? Um, Here's a good question. From Sean. I don't understand how the weights are negotiable, but there is a leaderboard. Why would you do 80 pounds over 60? Because there are no winners. Right. It's just a community event. Everybody on the board. That's how street parking works. It's just a worldwide people of like, we all did this together at the same time and we're enjoying and celebrating each other's activity. And that's what's important about the why of what you're programming. Are you programming to find a winner or are you programming for people to be involved and be part of uh, the issue of it? Ready for a great example? Monday class. Is there a winner at your affiliate every day? Nope. Does everyone do something different? Them. Is everybody's score yep. written on the whiteboard? They were everybody. me. Everybody's scores written on the whiteboard. Everybody. And does everybody just enjoy? It's like, hey, guess what, guys? We all did this together. Yep. That's what it is. It's a community event. That's all. And not with a winner or loser. It, think of the the leaderboard as the whiteboard. That's the best way I could describe it. No, that's exactly what it. Is. I mean, if you're going to have all these different alternate options and you know suggested weight ranges yeah you want people to be able to come in and do it so i think the 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 idea of the leaderboard on there is our version of the old crossfit.com comment section Mm -hmm. you would do the workout that's written up that day and then you'd say ah i'm bill i'm really fucking old and i'm six feet tall and 195 pounds and i got this score and I did this weight with this setup or whatever. You're just, you're just posting what you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's accountability of, of, of being involved is what it Ooh, is. Oh, I like that. An accountability board. Yeah. Accountability For board. this particular one. They not a participation award, mm. an accountability ward. Yes. Or an accountability board, not a ward. Accountability board. board. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, 10 under one, power clean, thruster, burpee over a weight, whatever weight you're using, sandbag, barbell. And you know what's also cool here is to show you that you can express your fitness with a lot of different tools other than just a barbell. 
It's like, hey, I don't have a barbell. Same intent. Yeah, I don't have a barbell in my garage. I'm like, okay, what do you have? He's like, I have a sandbag. Okay, I have one kettlebell. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's kettlebell swings, single arm thrusters on one side, single arm thrusters on the other side. Maybe it's just goblet squats and you press it overhead. I don't know. But and burpees over the kettlebell suck because that handle is higher than actually the barbell is once it's on the ground. You know what would be sick is if someone did it in the garage with like an old school, heavy, huffy, uh, dirt bike. <laughs> yeah, they did everything with the sand. You could do a dirt bike power clean, dirt bike thrusters, and burpees over the dirt bike. Yeah, and the thing I like about street parking is they show that fitness is attainable with anything. Right? Yeah, you just have to you just have to do it. It's not exclusive to the equipment you have at your disposal. Right. It takes all the barriers of entry down. It's like, look, if you, if you want to get fit, you can get fit. Here's a bunch of different ways to do it. Come up with some on your own if you need to just get after it. Um, okay. C workout community workout. Number two for time pyramid chipper, 60 dumbbell farmer lunges. Dumbbell in each hand, 50 alternating dumbbell snatch, 40 box jump overs, 50 alternating dumbbell snatch, 60 farmer carry lunges. Weights suggested, 40 to 50 pounds for the men, 24-inch box. Women, 25 to 35 pounds, 20-inch box. That's a range. Okay, so in workout one, Hinge pull from the floor in a power position, thrusters, 55 total, and then burpees over. Now we're doing lunges with dumbbells in our hand, hinge pull to overhead with a single dumbbell. Box jump overs, no weight, so now we're jumping, and then going to snatch in the dumbbell. 10 to 15 minutes is the goal range. And the big thing there that I like too is that it's giving you a time frame to help decide what the right weights are for you. Yeah. So there you go. What do you mean? I, this, I mean, if I do this with 50 pound dumbbells, I am extremely fatigued after this one. This one is, I think this one is way more difficult than the other one. Mm-hmm. The other one, if you look at how it's set up, I mean, the weight's not over. I don't think the weight's as heavy on that one, even though, you know, 95 pounds or whatever is saying that the sandbag's supposed to be 115, I think, if it's a barbell. But this single arm dumbbell snatch, a hundred of them, mm-hmm. that's going to be spicy for a lot right. of people. Right, a hundred. And if you're and if you're and if you're a fit person and you're not doing the actual cue and you're like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get after this. This is going to be an ugly, painful mm-hmm. if you're doing it right. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah, so it's awesome. I think this one, man, I'd be way more nervous to do this event than the the first one. <sighs> Man, I don't know. That first one, it's just going to hurt different. Like, but I think because it, cleans, yeah, it will, but because it breaks up, like this one, like you're in it for the long haul. Oh, yeah, because like, the big chunks, it, right? Yeah. It's like mo- change, change, change with the three different transitions movements. get really nice. Yeah, and, transitions you know? become bigger and bigger and bigger. And this, this is one, like, you, if you transition, you're going to. You're not yeah. going to do as well. Just you're sit gonna, it. I, 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 I it. If, you do, if you transition too soon or break it up, you're going to lose. I mean, yeah. not, not do as well. Not do as well <laughs> as you could have. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. Checks the I box. Like this one too. And again, community fitness at its simplest, mm-hmm. I should say, for the, the C. So those are your two community events. 
or the Rogue Invitational. Um, again, a little partner with Street Parking. So let's go over to the queue. Now, the queue is an online qualifier for the Rogue Invitational, which is a, as it's in its name, an invitational-heavy event. They usually look at the top 10 to 20 individuals that finished the most recent CrossFit game. So they'll look at 2023, invite the top 20, see who comes, maybe backfill from there. And those that didn't qualify for the CrossFit Games that won't get a direct invite do this four-event online qualifier for the Rogue Invitational where they take five men and five women. Which, which is, is crazy. Which is not a lot. Dude, that is so crazy. <laughs> and, and that being said is we also got to think about what type of athlete is going to this. These are games athletes. Right? Yeah. These are games athletes. This is a games-level qualifier competition. This is not quarterfinals. This is not semifinals. This is basically games elite qualifying for this. And with only five spots, I would look at the qualifier as, especially with only four, this needs to be a very robust test. Top to bottom, not a lot of events to do it with. And the difficulty level of this, I believe should be elevated for the demographic taking the test and the people they're trying to find for the competition. How do you look at it? If you, yeah, totally. This, these should not be uh, like open style events. They should be aggressive, hard, heavy, high, te- you know, technical, high skilled, out of the gate because it's not, it's just like you said, it's not a gate to get in to a good competition. Mm-hmm. It's a gate to get into the games virtually. Right. Like th- those are the invite-only games, right? There's not a whole lot of like uh, unknowns that show up at the Rogue Invitational, right? <laughs> you know, and this is not so. even outside. So, like, think of last chance qualifier that we've had, where it was after all the semifinals, thirty-eight of the forty qualified, and we're only taking two. But you're taking two to fill the bottom two, right? Right. We're taking the top twenty. So this is even more robust and important than, say, what the old last chance qualifier was. Yeah. Also done in four events, mind you. Right, right. So as we look at the programming, we want you guys to understand is what we are testing and trying to get to before we analyze the programming. Right. We're not going to analyze it like the Open to get to quarterfinals or quarterfinals to get to semifinals. Not even semifinals to get to the games. Mm-mm. This is one of the most elite this is actually what. It, oh, okay, it should I'm going to say this. Games, it should be games events. I'm going to say this is the most elite competition in the space right now. The most elite qualifying it, event, right? Ever. It's invite only, it depending on you making the games and how you performed at the games, right? And then it's only five people can qualify online to even get there after invites are filled out. This may be the most exclusive, in a positive sense, right? It's like, ooh, this right. is the most exclusive competition in the world. And the... the well, it's I mean, the that's... In, it's the most... In, it's a very inclusive competition with a most exclusive... Yeah, I know the word inclusive uh, and exclusive mean different things <laughs> these days. So everybody just like pump the, <laughs> pump the dumb brakes. But yeah, this, this is the most elite, exclusive competition in the CrossFit competition landscape. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean... It's like, well, you don't have the other 20. It's like, exactly. Right. 
It's only 20, 20 to 25 people competing. The best 20 in the world based off the CrossFit Games finishing. Uh, question here from Todd. Any idea who had the hands in the programming? I know Bridges and Spieler and Katie with a C. Um, <laughs> have in the past in the competition. I heard that it's still Josh, Katie, and maybe Dan Bailey. Dan. Yeah, I heard has Dan a hand too. in it. Oh, hey, JR. What's up, JR? Hey, if you're uh I'm going to see if this guy has some. How busy are you? I dare you. I had to send him a link. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so those have been, it, it was Josh and Spieler for a few years, and I think even up to last year. Um, Dan may be new to this, but he has a lot of experience. I mean, he used to work for Rogue and has right. a good relationship with Katie and, and Josh over the years, obviously. But uh, okay. Anyways, we wanted to set the scene for what the qualifier is really supposed to be. Event one, 16 minutes to complete the following. You have an eight minute cap of 200 double under buy in. And then in the time remaining, You'll do four clusters at 185 and 125 and eight bar muscle-ups. And you'll do as many reps as you can in those eight minutes. Take a two-minute break. And then in six minutes, establish a three-rep max overhead squat from the rack. A, I love that it's from the rack. Because now people can get heavier. Yeah, as totally. opposed to from the floor. They're not, they're not limited by that, pulling it from the ground or getting it from the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, well, well, let's go through this AM, AMRAP. It's uh, 200 double under buy-in. Okay. I would say different than, say, a buy-in of a machine where it's kind of a, at a pace. It's like, you, you can't really pace out 200, it's only eight minutes. 200 double unders are going to take two to three minutes. So now you have five minutes to get through this. It's not necessarily beneficial to try to do this unbroken because the fatigue of the shoulders, the elevation of the heart rate, and what those clusters are going to do to people. I saw this comment. Oh, my God. This is where I hope more people listen to this show. Someone is like, who's going to do the clusters unbroken? And I just wanted to say is like the person who gets dead effing last in this workout, that's who. <laughs> like, <laughs> here it is. Clusters should be done in singles. The bar muscle-ups should be unbroken. You should do the clusters in a way that you can constantly do the bar muscle-ups unbroken while having to rest 30 seconds after your last cluster to get to the pull-up bar. And that's it. I say that's it. They're like, that's, that's as easy as it is. But if you do any set of this unbroken, you have totally gone the wrong way on, on the approach here. Yeah. Okay. Just like what you said, we, we said that the, the 200 double unders is going to take two and a half to three minutes. So that means you're working it with like five minutes. If you think you're going to be going unbroken on clusters and bar muscle ups, yeah, athletes can do that without a doubt. And they'll be great on doing that for about a minute and a half. And then all of a sudden, the rest of that, that high intensity at that level, they're not going to be able to sustain that all the way. So you have to go to the ground anyway on the cluster. Right. 
why do that extra work? What? Let it why? come down. Oh. That's going to be your that's going to be your active recovery that little transition time because it is going to come down to the guys that are doing the bar muscle ups as unbroken as possible mm -hmm. getting to them quickest or have the least amount of rest between if they do break if they do decide to break it's got to be a fast break if there's a time when you're like you come off and you're like Ugh, right you don't deserve to go to the rogue invitational yeah and here's another thing I like about this. I like the double under buy-in as a monostructural buy-in different than say a run or a row or a bike, which is what we usually see. I haven't really seen anything like this in particular, but I love the combo of a cluster and a bar muscle up. Oh dude. Right. You have a pull awesome. from the floor squat and a press overhead. And then you just have this huge dynamic pull down from top to top to toes combo. I, I it just, I love that. I, and, I, and I really like this. What I, what I think, what's my favorite piece? I mean, I love the pieces. I, I think that it's an awesome, the way it's put together. What I like about the buy-in versus any running or any other machine or anything like that is I think those will do more damage mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll fatigue you more. So now, you, now you're having to pace the back end. The double-unders, no one's going to be tired. All it is is a warm-up to get ready to get going. So now you don't have the, the, the excuse of, well, I tried to go so far, or, you know, I tried to row really fast. I tried to get on the echo bike and ride really hard. I tried to run mm -hmm. this really fast so I can get in there. Everyone's going to be doing the double earnings about the same. All it did is it warmed everybody up evenly. And now they can race the AMRAP segment of the mm -hmm. clusters in the bar muscles rather than who paced the first part correctly. How are they now going to manage whatever that work was onto the, it's like, uh, uh, we're just, it's, it's that pace lap before they drop the racing flag. In car racing. Yeah, getting those tires hot. All it is. That's all it is. All right. Which is cool. And then we take a two-minute break. And then you're given six minutes to establish a three-rep max overhead squat from the rack. A, like we said before, from the rack allows them to lift more weight as opposed to failing and dropping and having to clean it and put it over the back of their head and go from there. Is Okay, so we had double-unders, bounding, shoulder fatigue, heart rate. And then we go to clusters, which is that hinge pull from the floor, squat, press overhead. Okay. Now we've got a lot of full body and upper body interference with the double unders to there. Now we have the bar muscle up. So now everything has been touched all the bases. And now let me see you do an overhead squat, which you can't fake, right? Like you can not for three. Not for three, right? Not for three. Like, you have to have, and what this is also displaying is that you have to have fantastic range of motion just to be in a good overhead position. Not just for one, but as you said, for three. You have to have incredible shoulder strength and stability to go with that mobility to stabilize three reps. And at the same time, is like, the brute cannot succeed if they don't have all of the other really like... Um, general physical skills in line that is demanded by an overhead squat. Well, and, and we've said so many times on so many different shows that if we're going to test strength for weightlifting, we always, we, me and you always tend to go this way to, to like a three rep max. Right. Every, everyone, like you can, you can maneuver your way through one. You can kind of wobble your way through two, but three is the, the amount of stability and balance that you need to be able to have to support that for those three after already being fatigued. That's what I, that's what I think is so great about the three. I, I love weightlifting 
for CrossFit, especially weightlifting competitions, when they're going to test their weightlifting, that they do a three rep on whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because it, to me, shows so much more. It's not just the absolute big guy is going to get the heaviest weight. This It levels the field a little bit more. Where Now you can have some smaller athletes that maybe they can't do as much on a one rep. But you start putting a little bit of uh, some volume on there or some little bit more time under tension and capacity with like that three rep at max weight. That's going to even that playing field out. And I think it's yep. awesome. I love Same. it. Great stuff. I love this whole first event. I love it. Well, someone hit 365 for three. Uh, maybe. Is Guy doing it? It depends how hard they go in the AMRAP too. Like you yeah. could have, you could be the the yeah. strongest person there, and if you lose, like I said, mobility, stability, and stamina and strength, all in the shoulders, to execute that overhead squat, four I three. Have, I think you'd have someone do that. Oh man, I mean, I'd love to that see would it. Be top, that would be top end. You know, yeah. Uh, question here, Todd: Would it rather be an AMRAP around for times? I think with the window that the AMRAP is, it's, it's not fine. as, it is fine. It's, yeah, it's fine. Right. It's not, it's not like someone's going to be doing yeah. 13 more rounds than someone else. Yeah. And the buy-in forces the intensity afterwards too. Cause like Bill was saying, is like, you don't have to push the pace on the double unders, but if you are not consistent and good, you can lose 30 to 45 seconds easy. Yeah. And that's going to be hard to make up in the next five minutes. If it was 15-minute AMRAP, I'd probably feel a different way about it. Yeah. Um, but that's a good question. All right, workout two. Pyramid chipper, 50-calorie row, 50 toes to bar, 25 sandbag to the shoulder at 150 and 100. 50-box stepovers with 50 and 35 pounds to 24 and 20-inch 20 boxes. 25 more sandbags over the shoulder, 50 toes to bar, 50-calorie row. This is a nut kick of a chipper. Like th- this, this is, this is the games event right here. The, <laughs> this is the games event. Then that's that's what we were talking about. Yeah. So this sits like no exactly one is faking we their talking. fitness. You're not going to see. You're not going to see this in the quarterfinals or the semifinals. No. I mean, maybe the, some of the numbers, maybe. not the volume of that. Right. I mean, that's ugh, dude. Yeah. So sandbag fifty sandbag over the shoulder, dude. That is that's Jeez, a lot. Oh man, the that's fifty stepovers, uh, uh, like the middle part of this chipper. So okay, so Cal row fifty, cool. Men and women doing the same number. Fifty toes to bar. It's a wash between the two. That leg drive pull into the like posterior drive into the toes to bar anterior core pull. Like I think there's just good balance there. Mm-hmm. Um. Going back to the sandbag, it's a lot. Like that's a, that's well, I say this: it's a lot for the guys. Like the difference between one fifty and one hundred. Just watch any event at an elite level of what that sandbag does between the men and the women. Men are doing like sad singles, and women are just like picking it up off the ground like it's a grocery bag. Right. <laughs> like the word touch and go does not enter our vocabulary with a 150 pound sandbag. Uh, and on the women's side, it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's touch and go. And it's wild. It's wild the difference there. And the same thing for the box stepovers. 
I had Roger test a, he, he tested an event that had 50 box step overs in it. And he tested it between men and women. And he had it at 1535 at 24 and 20. He said the men were three minutes slower than the women. Wow. And then when he lowered the box for the men to 20, the men were about 30 seconds faster. Wow. So when we say, you know, this is one of those things is that different weights do not also mean they should have different heights. Adding 50 and 35 to a step over, fine. But that extra four inch on the box drastically skews the test between men and women. And the reason why I'm saying that is that when I'm looking at programming, the men are not competing against the women. I get that. It doesn't matter. But I want to see them take the same test. And I want to see a programmer that can design an event that elicits the same stimulus for both men and women. So it's when I see things like this, the weight of the bag, the height of the box with the weights, where that's when I look at it a little differently maybe than some other people. So I'm just saying is like, this is a me thing where I like to see not only a good event for an event's sake, but also the same event for men and women. Does that make sense? Okay, you've said this before. No, it totally does. You've said this before. Um, we, we actually talked about this with the age group uh, games event yesterday. Oh, yeah. Where they had a nine-foot wall ball target, but they kept the row calories right. the same. Since we're keeping the row calories the same, mm-hmm. does that even you up at all? Does that kind of balance you out? I don't think there's or a... Is it, because, is it because of the three elements in the middle that it's too much to balance out? I think it's too much. So I, I do believe there's some maybe thought and balance to that, but... Not enough. It is nowhere near yeah. the same. Nowhere near. Yeah. So like the men, the men with 50 cals, the women may be doing like 35 to 36, right? Those 14 cows will maybe take 45 40 seconds, seconds. Yeah. right? Yeah. So call it 90 second difference between the men and the women. You are going to get a 90 second difference at the sand, first 25 sandbags alone. Right. <laughs> it's weird because like, okay, the old school of thought when you're looking at uh, program between men and women is at like 70%. And it's funny that, that it, within our, our CrossFit space, it's like, well, you know, that's never been a thing, that's 70%. But it's always been a thing, the 70%. Yeah. About the 150 to 100. Right. It's not 70%. No. I mean, it's 66. <laughs> but even that percentage does not illustrate how different 150 and 100 is between men and women. No, also because of how freaking badass these girls have gotten over the years. Right? And we say, we say this with barbell weights. Yeah. Like 185 and 125 in event one, it should be 135. Uh, without a doubt. Right? 125, it's, it's different. Right? The, here, uh, I have a hot take and I'll be fine to be wrong, but I'm just going to have the courage to say this. I wouldn't be surprised if the top five times out of this qualifier... Women. Maybe 10, depending on who's signed up to take it, will be women. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Because that... like, First of all, let me just reset the whole thing. This is a beast of, a, of a, an event. And 
what the filtering system is to where we're going, get after it. I like it. But this middle part is just so skewed <laughs> between yeah. the two. Between the two. Simple yeah. fix, 125 and 100. Like, so you don't have to make some weird weight that we've never used before. And then drop the box to 20 inches for the men. Make it the same, yeah. Make it the same. Well, and I think that's going to be that that that's going to be a pro a CrossFit programming cultural thing that's going to slowly have to kind of make its way back around. You know what I mean? I think I think a lot of these. I think what was done was the the program was set as like this is a really cool workout, mm-hmm. a cool event to do, and then it was almost by default with the numbers sandbags one fifty one hundred. It's always that. Right, the box step overs always twenty four and twenty. The the dumbbells yeah. always fifteen thirty five or seventies and seventy seventies uh, mm-hmm. and fifties. Like it's just it's kind of like a without even thinking about it, we go there. Yeah. So I think you know with things like our show and and bring it to attention, watching what the scores are, watching how it filters out at the end. I mean, yeah, the event will still be fine and the the races will still be great, but they yeah, will be because individual races. to they will be two different races, right? Even though it's the same setup. Right. I like the setup. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, this is a good coming off of what we just did. Yeah. There's not too much of the same thing. Touching some things that we didn't earlier. Yeah, okay, we're pulling from the floor again with the sandbag, but toes to bar, bar muscle-ups, our cousins. Yeah, but it's a, it's a beast of a chipper. Yeah. Ooh, Caden, question. Fastest times. Time cap's 21 minutes. Oh, 50 cal row for the men. Two to three? Two and a half, yeah. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I say two and a half. Two and a half, 50 toes to bar. Five. I, uh, yeah, another, maybe another two, two, two and a half. Yeah. The transitions. Five. There's nine. Sandbag to shoulder for the men, 25. I mean, even if you're doing one every 10 seconds. Like you're looking at four to five minutes. (laughs) Dude, that's 19 minutes. If we do, if we just put the numbers that we said, that's 19 minutes before we even hit the 50 box step over. All right. Well, let's get crazy then. All right. Let's get crazy. Say, screw it. Two Two minutes for the row because you're Jason Hopper. Two minutes for the toes to bar because you're Colton Mertens. Now we're at four and let's just double that. Okay, now we're at eight. Now let's just look at the middle. We have 13 minutes to play with here. Let's say someone can do one every... Three seconds. One every three. I was going to say say five. Okay, one every five? One every five seconds. Okay. Uh, that's how many in a minute? 12, Ten, 12 per minute. So now that's two. Two plus... Say two and a half because you're going to have transition. Two and a half half. to two and a half. So now we're at 13 minutes and you have to do 50 box step overs in the remaining eight minutes. I mean, if you go, if you go that route, I mean, you you say, okay, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half on both row toes to bar. So double it up. So that's five, five. So now we're at 10. So you have 11 minutes to do the middle part. Okay. JR says 17, 18 minutes. I think that's fair. I also think you'll get a, 
a few DNFs. Oh, yeah. Which doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying what could possibly happen. I'm really curious to see what happens here. Because, again, we're just making assumptions, educated guesses, and I can't wait to see the leaderboard. I hope I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. I'll happily be like, I was wrong. You guys are freaking ridiculous. There's no no way. (laughs) Yeah, I still don't think so. Two different rates. Hey, JR, are you talking men or are you talking women on that? I think you got to be talking men. (laughs) I mean, uh, women on that because that's not going to be the men. So we'll see. All right. Number three, as we go to the halfway point of the qualifier, we have... Three rounds for time, 50-foot dumbbell suitcase carry lunges, which is just a farmer carry, 20 devil press, 50 and 35, three legless rope climbs, 12-minute time cap. I had to take a deep breath, but we j- that is a lot of devil press. Oh, yeah. Major discrepancy between men and women again. Have you ever done devil presses with a, next to someone doing 35 who can handle them? You're like, are you? Are we? Is this the same thing? It's crazy, right? We're, uh, we're doing suitcase lunges after coming off box step overs in the same thing. Like, it's the same movement. Again, um, the devil press coming off 50 sandbag over the shoulders is the same movement again. And then both of those going into three legless rope climbs. Woof. Pull, 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 hold, hold all the grip, grip, grip. And this is my least favorite one of the four. Uh, when I, I just don't see how yesterday. it fits in the rest of the competition. We we did um, in a, a workout here, like, like literally, I think it was Tuesday. It was four rounds for time, 200-meter run, okay. uh, 16 lunges. And the way you did the lunges was uh, 50s and 35s. You had to hold one up and hold the other one down for eight. And then you had to do it this way. Okay. So we, I yeah. think we did one of those in like a... Was it open or quarterfinal? Uh, it was a time. regional. Yeah. Chipper. So, so we did that one. And okay. then we did 12 devil press. And okay. then we did um, eight bar muscle ups. Okay. And I was, so I was looking at this and I was like. Four rounds, 12, 10, 8 with the run to start? Uh, four rounds, 16, 12, 8. Oh, 16, 12, yeah. 8. So 200 meter Got run. It. That's okay. a 20. Ah, uh, Okay. Uh, 16 on the lunges, eight, uh, 12 on the devil press, and eight on the uh, the bar muscle. And I'm looking at that, and I was thinking, the one before this, I was like, damn, that's crazy. Then I looked at this one, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Not the same event for those guys, other than now, I mean, the, 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 the intensity that you're going to have to go. Right, but then you you see that like okay, twelve minutes, 
divided by three, four minutes around. Yeah. And I'm looking at 20 devil presses and like, even if you're doing like a devil press takes, it just takes a long time to it do. It takes a long time. Go down and come up. It takes time. Like six seconds. Yeah. At, I mean, tw- 20 of them you're, the doing, you're doing 60, 60. Right. Yeah. You're going to be at like six seconds, seven seconds. Like, if you did one every six seconds, it would take you two minutes to do the devil presses. Right. And that is moving. And the dumbbell lunge suitcase isn't difficult. It's just going to smash your grip, and that's just going to suck time. From the the rope climb. 50 dumbbell lunges. I mean, how long does that take? It's not going to take more than 60 seconds. No. But it's going to be close, I think. And the legless rope climbs, I'm not doing one every 20 seconds. I mean, that, yeah, there's going to be a lot. But now, lot and now it's not from the floor. This is like a run and jump, and you can pull up, and people are faster than that. Yeah. Ooh. I, it'll, and not to mention... Grip from the carries, grip from the devil press, grip from the legless. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. And, I should probably just and, text Josh and be like, why? Dude. Because <laughs> I know he has an answer. I should have just brought him on. It'll be, it'll be well, because it's hard. Because well, I, need yeah. to, I, need to make, I need, need to be hard for people. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I... I I, uh, I I think looking at what you're trying to accomplish, you're gonna have a lot of people that don't finish, and it, depending how they do the workouts, like if 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 they do them in order or how they decide to do them, if they're doing them, you know, whatever. If they did the chipper before this, yeah, ugly, ugly. Yeah, I guess the order. This might be the first one I do. Right. That's what I mean. Because you're going to need, you can't, the other ones you can kind of get through with the grip. Like you can kind of adjust how you're holding things. But not this. You need to have as much grip as possible. Yep. Chris, because, I, mean, you, I you can know only push. Kidding, but... <laughs> you got to pay him. Yeah, you can only push the devil press so fast. Like you can only go so fast on it. It's kind of like wall balls. Like you can't speed up wall balls. Right. You can either they are go what they fast. Are as this set time fixed cycle rate or you make it harder yeah. and you don't go any faster. Right. The, the challenge here, I see this one is that coming off of, again, not necessarily in the order that they have to go in, but like, okay, so I, I just look at what we did in the first one, in the first two. Pulled from the floor, squat clean, press overhead of the cluster, bar muscle ups, Okay. And then I go to the second one. I was like, toes to bar, 100 toes to bar. Grip. 50 sandbag cleans from the floor. Just blasting your forearms. And 50 box step overs with the same weight. And we're just does it, does we're repeating a few things. How you have to hold the dumbbells? Suitcake. Well, it's over here on the side. 
Well, I, I didn't. I didn't see what dumbbells, it suitcase carry lunges. Oh, for you mean for the second one? For this, for the step, the box step over. Uh, let me look. Toes to bar, sandbag over the shoulder, dumbbell step over. The standard of the box step over is twenty four and twenty inches. Athletes may hold the dumbbells however they choose. Mm. Oh, so they can put them on the shoulders. Okay. So this is important. God, sorry guys. Athletes hold the dumbbells however they choose, but must maintain full grip on the dumbbell handle throughout the movement. Oh, so you just can't do the... So you can't do like the... <laughs> you just have to have your fingers sort of under there. But even that, like... I mean, it's not grip, though. It's not like it's hanging from you. Right? Okay, so that is different. I mean, and that's 50. That, that's a big chunk of time, too. We talked about how much time that was going to mm-hmm. be. But so even then, like, have you ever tried to just sit here with dumbbells in this position and keep your hands on them? Yeah, and I can do that way longer than when they're down at my side. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's comfortable, but I'm saying that it is, it's better than doing it the other way. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. That is a reprieve for sure. Okay. So, but it still, still but, doesn't change. Okay, so that's one, that's one thing out, but it still doesn't change the fact that like grip and grip. Yeah. I mean, so far we've seen three events of grip. Yes. Yes. Pull, you know, your, your clusters, bar muscle-ups. 100%. Grip, grip and grip. Everything's on the hands. Then you have that chipper, all the pulling, all the holding, mm-hmm. the sandbags. Mm-hmm. The, now the dumbbells not as much, but they're still there. Then you have here, you got the double press pulling from the ground, you know, all in the grip. You got the legless rope climbs. You got the suitcase carry lunges. Everything is in your hands. Your forearms are going to be Popeye'd out. Uh, Jared said, check out the devil press. Okay. Oh, I want to clean and jerk to overhead is not allowed. Okay. Thank God. Cause that's not a devil press. Right. That would, yeah. I've seen that in other competitions. Uh, legless rope climb standards, the standards, legless rope climbs. Individuals are not allowed to use their feet to squeeze the rope or between their thighs. I would love for anyone to actually enact that rule for the first time ever in CrossFit. <laughs> Jesus. Every time I have to watch someone just like thigh pinch their way up the rope. I'm like, does not is anyone going to call this? It's like traveling in the MEA. Dude, they didn't say the knees. Individually, it's, my it's my knees. Yeah, it's it's like my it's a VMO. It's not my thigh. Uh, individuals individuals must clearly touch a mark at fifteen feet. Athletes must perform a controlled descent, jumping from the top. I believe they mean dropping from the top. Is not permitted. Individuals must remain contact on the rope with their feet and hands until their feet hit the floor. How would they do it any other way? Uh, drop from a 10-foot line, right? Oh, I'm thinking, okay. Like they have to so place thinking, like, their completely feet. dropping from the rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I speed, if I speed rope down, yeah. my hands are on. Right, you can fire pull it. Right. If you'd like. Um. Individuals must remain in contact with the rope with their hands until their feet hit the floor. All right. Well, no, JR, no free dropping. I mean, you can still, believe you me, I know that you can drop very quickly on a rope. Yeah. Keeping your hands on it. So another element of grip, because you have to descend or control your descent. (sighs) The, The only thing here is that I see this interference getting in the way of people racing. It's like, uh, okay, I have to do the dumbbell that- lunges and hold on to them and I have to push the pace here and now I just have to sit there and hope that my grip 
isn't going to keep me from being able to display. You know what I mean? It's almost like managing some, I mean, I get it. It's a part of, it's a part of it. All this is a part of it. Fatigue and stamina, whether it's just your grip. But obviously it's, we're looking at how lopsided it is on one. Yeah. On one element. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would have liked seeing something different. Um, I don't. I don't think that this. I don't think that this one fits in the games level category that we were talking about. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it does. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one. Workout four. Ten down to one. Strict wall facing handstand push ups, and then a. Ascending weight snatch ladder with the descending reps. So rounds 10 and 9, 135 and 95, 8, 7, 185, 125, 125, 6'5", 205-135. I don't understand. Okay. Okay. First blush thing. I really, really like this. Inverted pressing, which we needed. And then we have an ascending weight formatted snatches. Every two, we're adding weights. I dig it. The, The volume is going down too. We're testing gymnastics capacity and strength with snatch strength technique under 50. Like, I like this little push pull. Yeah. Some interference. These dang girl weights, man. (laughs) 135, 145. 135, 145, 155, 165. Done. Is it going to take away from anything? No. No, not at all. It's just my brain. Well, but but games, in the games, they would be doing that. And if we're talking that these should be programmed for games level athletes, then yeah. they should be doing games level. Well, they did one the eighty five, one thirty five. They were doing that in the quarterfinals. Ah, uh, true, they did. So sometimes I mean, like, they do, sometimes they don't. That's true. That's like, true. I, did they do one thirty five for the power the snatches? They did in the games for the teams. They, they did in. Did they do it at semifinals? Uh, Let me look. I want to say they did. Continue. I'll look. Um. I really like this event in the mix of what we have because finally there's some pushing. We mm. have the strict wall facing handstand push up, which is needed. Um, along, we, we already talked about how much pulling there is and how much um, grip there is. Semifinals granted, was 185, 125. Oh, dang it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that wasn't games. Games, they did 135. True. Okay. Thank God. Um, but I, I like. I do like that we're doing a, you know, a specific press. We need to have a specific press in there for sure. Um, the snatch, even though it's more of a pull, there is that secondary, you know, stability on the shoulder that we have. Cool. But man, dude, there's like no pressing in this entire thing. It's like, Oh, you got the clusters. Okay. Clusters and a devil press. That's you know that's going to be your support yeah. like the uh, yeah. snatch is your support. Yeah. I mean, I I see, I get it, 
but that's not the main that's the secondary part of that yeah you know no it I, is. I like it is You're i right. like that they have it i wish they had another pure press in one of the events rather than it being a the cluster yeah but it's it's a lot of hip driven to pop it out you're just finishing it yeah i mean which i guess is close to a handstand push-up because you're not true really pressing from like the shoulder width on a handstand push-up but i do like this one i like the way it's i set like up this too. one a lot i like the way it's set up too Caden, great comment they said <laughs> wall facing <laughs> i've immediately forgot about workout three and this is the best event ever program <laughs> <laughs> wall facing i love it uh this format love it I love the ascending weights. I love the descending reps. I love the wall-facing handstand push-ups for who we're trying to bring to the Rogue Invitational. It brings something that we needed, as you said, with inverted, or not inverted pressing, but just pressing in general. A straight, a straight pressing. Um, yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, one thing we didn't really talk about when we were looking at these is, did you see the time caps on all these? Yeah. On all of these. 18. 18 for this one. Workout three is 12. Workout two is 21. Workout one is 16. I mean, okay, maybe they have the six. Maybe that's like their fast one. Yeah. Uh, on the part A. Yeah. Uh, of Eight that. minutes. Heavy. I, 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 yeah. Okay. You know what I wish they could have done um, to balance it is on that third uh, one. Workout three. Cut that down to where you can make that more uh, a, a more of a sprint. Uh, so I was kicking an idea around earlier, and I think it was kick, I was kicking around with Jr. It's like take out the lunges because those are there for what reason? So right. Just do like your 15 up. devil press and five regular rope climbs, three rounds for time. And just go as hard as you can. And you're not going to, like, you're not going to get hurt by going How, hard on the devil press. She so said 15? 15 devil press, five regular rope climbs, three rounds for time. What about I, think, this? I think both are taking 90 seconds. What about this? Eight or 10 rounds, hmm. five devil press, one legless rope climb. Okay. In fact, I'd say eight because that way you speed it up. Yeah. You push something, you push something, something fast and not yeah. like fatigue dependent. Yeah. Because even the eight minute AMRAP one is, is a pacing. Yeah. It's, it's not mind blowing intensity no so no because that one's all about are you able to get those bar muscle ups what are they going to look like you have to be able to hold that right all right end of the day we have what we have we have the amrap into the overhead squat three rep max you have the monster chipper you have the grip extravaganza and then you have the 10 to 1 descending reps of inverted pressing gymnastics at a very high skill. Snatches, uh, high volume. I mean, it's 55 snatches. Yeah. At ascending yeah. weights. 
I don't think anybody fakes their way through this. Like nobody got in because this was what I was good at. So I think whoever the five come out are not necessarily like upper body programming. Maybe. (laughs) I I don't think anyone's that good at upper body that they're going to like be better than everybody. It's almost so far in that direction. It's like, nobody's going (laughs) to, nobody's going to benefit from that, you know? So, um, I agree with that. I think that they are, um, all of them are extremely challenging. They're going to push all of the high-end athletes, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, yeah, I can see that, JR. I can see that. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, we've said it. I think it is definitely skewed from the pulling with the emphasis on the grip, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, these, these would be really fun. They will be grindy to watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, you're right. I think that the, the athletes that do get through, you know, especially if you, when you look at some of the events that they've had at the rogue invitational, right. Um, I think it definitely will, will get your right alternate five athletes. Mm-hmm. to get in there and mix it up with the big names of competition to where they can do these types of things. So you're not going to have someone that makes it in there that's going to get like, what the hell is that guy doing here? Yeah, and that's where so I'm going. Like, is like, okay, gonna happen. at the end of this qualifier, yeah. the people that come out of it on top are people that should be formidable with the ones that got invited yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Because keep in mind, the people that are not getting invited that competed at the CrossFit Games can also... Or would also be in the mix here. Not just yep. people that didn't make the CrossFit Games. So. Yeah. They need to use, uh, I see a lot of like Theragun use on the forums. <laughs> 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 All right. If you could pick order before we, we sign off here, pick order of events that you would do. Um, three. Um, four. Okay. Probably one and then two. One and the reason and I say that, even though like that's the grindy one, like two, um, I think for, I think that like if it was me personally, Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I have decent capacity, so I would be able to kind of hang with that one rather than that trying to get that out of the gate and relying on the other stuff and kind of it's like where is your deg- degradation going to go down? Yeah, like what's going to be your worst? W- w- your how do you uh, shore up against your weak spot? So I think I'd be shoring with being fresh on the other ones, okay, and letting letting my fitness kind of help me through on this one here on the last one. So I think that would be my order. So three, four, one, two. Three, four, one, two. All right. I whew, I think I'm going to be completely different. You got three days to do this. So it's the 25th through the 28th. It's only four. I don't really see a reason to repeat anything unless you just like. Hell no. No, 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 no. There's no repeats in that. I don't know, you don't know if you can. I might go one. Fresh for the clusters in the barn, like 
fresh for the AMRAP, fresh for the overhead squat, and take that into four. Because I, I look at all the movement patterns, things getting tested in one is, the yeah. for me, the best setup for me to go into handstand push-ups because of all the press to over, not all the, like the, the press overhead that we did, a heavier overhead squat than I'm going to be snatching. Yeah. And so maybe like put like a, depending on how I feel, because listen, the event four isn't a burner. No. It's a pacer. Right? I want to be hit on my list clean to not offset, maybe over fatiguing because of poor range of motion and, and movement and quality for the handstand push-ups. So I'll probably go one, two on the first day and then day two, just do one of them. And day three, man. Which one would you, which one would be your last one? I think the last one honestly is going to be the three. I'm going to go one, two, four. No, sorry. One, four, one, four, two, three, one, four in day one, two on day two, just a long chipper. I'd be better at that one. Just because I want to be like, I don't need grip in my posterior smashed from three, yeah. which is going to happen after 60 devil presses, suitcase carries and legless. Like I'm like, and just save that one that would ruin other things for me for the end. I think, I think, I think two, sorry. I think three would affect two more than two will affect three. That's why, that's why, well, yeah, for that reason, that's why I'm splitting those two up. Yeah. Like I would do my, I would do two on the very last day. Mm-hmm. I would, I would want, I would want that one to be all by itself. Right. Um, and, and it's funny because like when you, when you think, you know, what affects what, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of, I think a lot of athletes when they listen to, to like, which, you know, what's the order that you should pick? Like it's really athlete specific. Where are your strengths and where are your deficits? Because like, what do you need to shore up against to make sure that you have the best opportunity through this? And that's why I think that I I wish that a lot of competitions would not allow people to do that. Oh, like change the order. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be able to adjust the order based on you and what makes you better. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, we're racing and everyone needs to race the same race at the same time so that everyone is going boom, 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 whichever it is. And the compounding effects of each event, because that, you know, as a programmer, Mm -hmm. you know, and you, you think about this and JR thinks about this. It's like, how do you, you have these events and they aren't individual pieces that have nothing to do with anything else. Like a programmer sees all of the pieces that you're using. It's like, well, I can't do this, uh, this movement again, because I already did this over here. Right. All right. Well, that's fine. But now you have to think of where you're going to put those because you want people to have, a particular experience as they're going from one to the next. And maybe you're doing this particular event, but I just program these other things because I want that to affect this, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you don't, if everyone isn't doing it in the same order, then you're not getting that same, that same effect. But I know that online qualifiers are hard to do that with, but yeah, especially in four. Totally. All right. Totally. I can't wait to see how it shuffles out though. Me too. Me too. And again, like this is all before we see it take place. Analyzing programming before the programming actually gets tested is tough to do. Um, I'm fine putting an opinion out there that could possibly be wrong in the future because it helps me learn 
and get better going forward. But yes, we shall see at the end of the weekend. All right, Element 26 Thumb Tape Review out of two. Event one, dig it. Event four, dig it. Weights, look, weights be the weights, whatever. Event two, I like the whole thing, but between the two men and women, there's a difference. And I was like, oh, I wish more would have gone into that. Um, that being said, it doesn't take away from who is getting tested by themselves. It's men versus the men, women versus the women, and they go forward. So, okay, I'll give it a half there. And I, the workout three, I just, that's a, that one's a miss for me. So I would say one, let's say like everything gets a half. Oh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Look, this is a totally different way than you've ever like done it. You've actually tried to put it to the parts together and then yeah. add it up. Yeah, what and- do I like out of four and everything got like one half thumb and <laughs> point zero. Oh, one point one. I give it a one point one. Okay. Right. Um, I would have just like a little extra. Again, personal bias. Extra thought into weights, combinations of movements, fatigue elements, and the discrepancy between men and women. Uh, I agree with all those things. Um, I think that I. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say one point two five. Hey, and, see, you and, go above me. Uh, I will. And I was, I, I was laughing about that because that's usually never the case. Um, I, I don't think I disliked three as much as you did, although I would have liked I think I'm more confused it. about three. So then Not I just... Totally. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, with constantly looking back to like, okay, well, who are we testing and are the people that are going to get through the right people to compete up against? And are, are you going to be able to fake your way through it? And I, I don't think that that's the case. And I mean, especially knowing that like Josh is one of the, like, if it's him and Katie and Dan, or I know Josh is in the mix. Josh loves devil press. I yep. mean, you see that dude doing dumbbell work all the time, sandbag bags. work all the time. So I could see him doing, I can see elements of him all over. So, I mean, I like this event. I just did. Like I said, you know, our, our version of it here and, and, and it was fun. I, I think it's I think it's a fun one. I think that there were some other changes you could have made to it. Um, the weights are the weights, too. I agree with with what we've seen with the women versus the men. And I, that culture has to change at some point. Um, and I think it's just going to take big names, big name events and uh, the programmers that are involved with them to do that. And I think they just have to think about that. I, I think as a whole, we don't think of it as enough. So mm. I'll go 1.25. I, I, I think it'll still be fun to do fun to watch fun. to I, Honestly, I mean, these would look really fun to do. I want to do the cluster muscle up one. Honestly, bad. Oh yeah. Even at that weight, even at that weight. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Bring it. Like I'll have my tempo. I thought games level temp tempo, but like that, I like I like the entire. I like that whole deal. Ooh, Jr. Howell, Mr. Gerard, Ricky Mack is on the leaderboard. Ooh, Ooh. surprised you can do that stuff. I mean, overhead squats, squat, snatch, wall facing handstand push ups with that shoulder, clusters, well, bar muscle ups. I mean, that's a lot on the shoulder, man. Tested it out with the high rocks. We must true, be doing all right. true, true. I'd love to see so. it. I'd like yeah. to see Ricky. I'd like to see Gee. I'd like to see all the people that we didn't get to see. Yeah. In the mix there. 
So, all right, team. Thanks for joining us today. Good luck to everyone taking on the Q. Have fun to everyone taking on the C. And, oh, man, I was going to do some, like, cheesy see you next week sign off. But <laughs> I'll, leave to the, I'll leave that to the Sean Woodlands of the world. <laughs> uh, but, yes, a, a, a massive good luck and happy, healthy, go get them weekend for all you guys that are doing the Rogue Invitational Q qualifier. We'll be watching on the leaderboard. Maybe do a little recap or recall uh, next week once we see things unfold on the leaderboard. Other than that, Bill, have a great weekend. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you have a great weekend as well. And uh, yeah, talk to you guys soon. Have a great weekend, everybody. 